sing it one and all. Join in the chorus, North Melbourne's on the ball. Good old North Melbourne, the champions you'll agree. North Melbourne is the team that plays to win for you and me. Welcome to Stern Look, which is brought to you by the Seedy Crack Dungeon that is the North Melbourne Board's trade thread. As always, Nate Seven and Quiver joining me tonight. Evening, gents. G'day. Good evening. Um, for tonight's show, we might have a guest if Pants Kyle ever jumps on, so just excuse that if you hear random voices jump on. So for tonight's show, it's the same schedule as always, so let's go through it again. So first up, Nate will run through what's been happening in the AFL and Big Footy, followed by a few questions, and then a quick review of the Sydney game, and then quiz preview of this week's match against West Coke. So for what's happening on Big Footy, Nate, fire away. Well, first of all, we had the Richmond train, <laughs> the Richmond trainer thread, and you boys are going to have to jump in because I've been pissing myself laughing trying to get those words out. The Richmond trainer thread, so whoever's doing the wonderful work, um, kudos to you. So it's about this this guy who sounds like he's got a, a Spanish accent or a Spanish language or whatever, and the dialogue across the top of the video on YouTube or whatever it is, is um, Richmond Trainer admits to all sorts of things that Damien Hardwick told him and how Richmond lost it. Now, Kangi, do you know the thread that I'm talking about where this guy who laughs uncontrollably and it is, he's being interviewed by some halfwit, and he this guy just rants and raves about how Richmond thought, thought they were going to win. Yeah, he's <laughs> laughing in a... Like, he's, he says he's a Richmond trainer, and he's just laughing at everything that Dimmer did and Richmond did during their loss over the weekend. <laughs> it's quite funny. And he's just... He couldn't stop laughing, and he had... The funny thing is, he had only half his teeth as well, which was... Even funny. <laughs> and he was just pissing himself laughing while whistling as well <laughs> through his teeth. <laughs> oh, it was a funny thread. It was on the North board. Yeah, that's a good one. Then he talks about it at one point about um, one of his own players being the massive potato that he is. And I'm like, that'd be fucking one third of their side, bare minimum. But um, anyway, that's Richmond. Well done. Um, Davila Blues is, is probably not really North Melbourne related, but this is still funny as fuck. Um, so you're, you guys are probably more across this than I am, but I've been alluded to this before. So Davila Blues over on Bay 13 and Main Board, and he said, if North Melbourne actually win a final this year, I will run naked through Melbourne CBD. And he's up for a welter tag, and he has been bashed from pillar to post uh, digitally. Oh, that's a bit weird that I just said that. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> that's just really weird. It's been going uh, for a yeah. few weeks now. It's um, in Bay 13, if you ever want to have a quick squiz in there amongst all the crazies. So, and yeah, You've got to beat off all the all the nasties from the front bar of Bay 13 and the main board. Yeah, it's quite uh, funny. There's a whole thread devoted to him, and it's it's actually a poster called Porked 04. He's a pufferfish poster, so you have to excuse that. But he's um 
He's basically written diary form from the point of view of Tavilia Blue, so he's mimicking him through diary entries. <laughs> so hang on, is that actually is it actually Tavilia Blues that said, made the quote saying you'll run, or is it someone? As Tavilia so- Blues that said that before the Richmond final that he'll go, oh. he'll bear his ass down Burke Street and run down Burke Street bearing his ass if North win a final. Can't wait to see this. Right on grand final day. Should be fucking brownless. Um, back to our own board, more importantly. Um, our old mate, IUB, Ishenko Ubuti. Uh, he has been sending me some weird messages which have been completely incoherent and it's taken me a couple of days to decipher them, one of which involved him being invited one of the guys from Crown Casino Nightclub out the front for a <clears throat> dance. His code, <laughs> code for he's going to bash the living shit out of him. And um, the guy came out and was he apologised profusely for whatever he said to IUB, probably trying to pour a drink on his head or something, or wasting some VB. He has also said for those who are attending the meetup this week that uh, he expects uh, a rounding, a standing ovation, and a, a chant of "We love IUB" or something to that effect when he walks into the Imperial or whatever fucking pub that he walks into this weekend. And what? Else has he got? Oh yeah. So there was one last thing. There was you boys are gonna have to correct me on this one, but there was a thread about um, can someone please help my mum? Or my mum has been banned, and that was the effect of the mechanism laughter in the background. <laughs> my mum has been banned. Can you can you can someone please help me out? Anyway, so someone gets back to him and says, oh, you know, obviously you know, talk to the mod involved. You you probably got a PM. And IUB jumps on. Yep, that's right. And so IUB, goes, IUB go home with mum go mum goes home with IUB. <laughs> <laughs> Mummy come back to IUB place. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good luck, good luck with that. Uh, yeah, I'll just I think I'll just stick away from that. Um, but uh, <laughs> was that at the Imperial? By the way, does anyone know? Because um, I can't wait to get down there. I believe uh, so. You, are you going? You're probably going. I will be there with bells on. Maybe even my my gorgeous hat if it's cold enough. Oh, the old Russian hat. Yep. Well, it'll be twenty <laughs> twenty odd degrees. Be uh, about blowing a gale probably in Perth and I don't know twenty five degrees or something similar. Uh, that's probably all I've got. Just quickly on VFL stuff. So old so list and medal for the the BNF for the whole of the VFL was Nick Ribbon from North Ballarat, which I forgot to mention last week. And a lot of guys from the North Board have been saying what a great player he is. He'd be he'd be a great rookie pickup, which I've been saying for the last couple of years, as have I say, been saying about a lot of, well, probably about three or four Northdale players. Uh, in terms of the Frosty Miller medal for goal kicking, it was from Gim, Grimley from Box Hill, Lyle from Port, and my favourite was actually Liam McBean from Richmond. And, yeah, I know... <laughs> You can laugh as much as you want, but um, spud. Anyway, that's all I've got, so it's your turn now, boys. Oh, is it? I thought it was straight back to you with questions. Oh, okay. Well, cool. Do you want to fire away? Go nuts. Rightio. So, what have I got? Not much. Uh, okay, so a bit of a serious one this week. And this this is also can go in the previous thread, but um, Jacob's 2... Chris or Shuey, who? That's, this is, by the way, this is from Jay-Z, and this can go to 
well, this could have also got a pants Kyle as well, but he'll, if he comes on later. Um, I might go into it a little further in detail in the preview, but Jacobs will go to Shuey. Yeah, Jacobs. Without Shui. any doubt in my mind. Yep, all right. So we'll just probably leave that question for later. Um, and Wells, would you play him this year? No. The, nope. Yeah. Not a yeah, chance. I wouldn't. My own personal opinion, I would have got rid of him or surgery, whatever he needs. Well, clean up the cap space so we can go after a few free agents. That's it. If we could get 800k for da- uh, together for Dangerfield, that'd be alright. Or Hartlett. Mm, yeah. I saw some funny stuff in the... Oh no, that's probably for another time about trading for agency thread. I could go on for four hours about that fucking shit thread. Oh, just quickly on the poor season one. That's one of the funniest ones I've oh, seen. Yes, you've got to mention that. That is fucking gold. And then the also C. you've got to follow up with what Colin would fucking want because it's like Adrian Dodaro Mark II. They want a first round pick. <laughs> uh, it wasn't all of them that's saying that, but most of them are saying early second rounder or first round pick. Oh, mate, for a guy who can barely get on the park, for a guy who at VFL legal he made off his bottom fifty. There's a fucking reason for that. But then again, I'm sure Drew Petrie has made it for about three or four years running. Um, Ryan Bassett's already made it. Well, has Sam Gibson made that? Not yet. No, oh, he will. He'll he'll be number one or number two. Um, season? Would you? I don't know. Would you give him like a? Fucking compens- not even a compensation pick, but more of a, oh, well, we should give you a pick this because we feel bad for you, like a, a fourth mid rounder. Fourth rounder. Yeah, give, fourth him, rounder. give him Dan Curry. They <laughs> probably would do. <laughs> oh, that's gold. Oh, God, moving on, moving on. Your turn. Oh, that's, I'm just going to continue laughing. <laughs> fucking is that shit. it for questions already, is it? Uh, no, well, I did have one, but it's probably a little bit... Nah, fuck it. Quibbs had a go at me about me saying things where I'm entering into things and then backtracking and going, no, I'm not going to mention it this week, so fuck it. <laughs> right, stuff you. <laughs> this is on you. If we get banned, it's your fault. No, it's not. It's my fault, as usual. Um, from old mate... I think it was from Philly Rue or from Greater Gatsby. I know I can hear the clicking in the background, so I've got to wind this up and make it quick. So we're all familiar, vaguely familiar with the, the Big Bang Theory and what that would do and the cause and effect. If um, J-Mac and Atlee were to collide, what would that do? Would that create some kind of super love child? Would it be the end of the universe or would it be the end of the AFL as we know it? I don't even know where that question came from. <laughs> well, if it's from Philly, uh, there's a high chance that... Being uh, uh, Atley and McMillan involved, me and Philly somehow also become involved with our love for each uh, of those players. So, so you <laughs> enter a relationship with Philly Rue. You would seem that's almost what the Big Bang that would happen would cause. We, me, me and Philly, you, you and be the new Adam and Eve together. That's it. We're the new Adam and Eve, and we spawn a whole new generation of North North supporters. So, do you want to shoot the the bow and arrow thing? And who wants to have the apple in the mouth? Fuck that. <laughs> Um, just a quick one. I've got one in the SMS. Uh, I, um... This is a live SMS, by the way, guys. Feel free to send us in any time you like. <laughs> I think someone's had a few fucking drinks. Um, I, okay, this is, this is actually for both of you. Oh, 
actually, by the way, he's drinking with his wife, so I'm not going to mention his name, but I'll, I'll give you in the post-show. Um, are you annoyed that Philly has not been at any of the at-training um, threads during the final series, or are you genuinely happy about that? So the at-training thread with you is he made familiar, he made very famous last year with his at-training and he questions thing. And then, of course, old mate Heath uh, messaged him and saying, who the fuck are you and where are you going to come and find you? And Obviously, Philly crapped his pants and they've since made up, they've kissed and made up and they're now engaged. But um, <laughs> So are you annoyed that he's, he's now got a job and he's now not at training or are you pissed off that he's not at training this, this final series? That's the question. I think I know who this is from, too. <laughs> you might. Might. <laughs> um, slightly annoyed. It was gold, wasn't it? Last year, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed a bit of a bit of banter from those two, and and the threat of the year, I reckon, on the North Board, that um, I think Philly needs to quit his job and get his priorities right, get back to fucking North Melbourne training. <laughs> that here is the lesson. Uh, unless Quiv has... Have you got a, an answer to that, or are you just like, mm, don't know. Um, Look, I've only really came back to reading the board halfway <coughs> through this year again, so I missed last year. You certainly did, but um, you missed some pretty ordinary shit last year, so you, you've got to come another bit of time. Considering I don't a lot of, that for a second. <laughs> yeah, it's been cleaned up considerably. Um, it's not just the mods that have got on board, but there's been some others, so that's... That's all I've got for questions and for what's been happening around the traps. No worries. Thanks for that. Um, moving straight into the game review for last week. So me and Quiv decided to go to football. For me, it was the first time for the year to go to football. How shocking is that? Um, so straight into the review. Um, it wasn't a very pretty game by any means. Uh, it was pretty congested. There was a lot of turnovers by both sides. I think we had like 10 out in the fools by the end of the game. Which is shocking. Um, we both had a spare man behind the football for most of the night, and the umpiring was oh, this is crap. Let's just say it was crap. Umpire Mark got a shocking umpire. Um, North ran out 26 point winners, as you already know. Um, Quiv made a new friend at the football, which was interesting. Um, <laughs> that was my highlight for the night. <laughs> oh, I might you can tell us about that later. A little bit later. When I'm done with this, we're going straight into the route. But, um, Cunnington, White, Higgins, Del Santo, J-Mac, fucking Philly Roo, were all very good. Um, Zeeb was very good on the inside, though his disposal was pretty average, to be honest. Um, that's being polite. That's being very polite. He just hacked everything, to be honest. But anyway, um, so tell us about your encounter with your new best friend. Okay. <laughs> Adam Goods may have touched the ball. A little boo may have slipped out of my voice, out of my vocal cords. Um, a lovely North Melbourne supporter who, mind you, had painted his kid's face with the number 37 in red and white and also purchased a little Adam Goods badge for his child, decided to tell me off for booing him, despite the fact they were booing Boomer the whole game. Lindsay Thomas, when he came on, um, then decided to say that even old mate James Brayshaw told us not to boo. Pretty much tried to lecture me into not booing him. I'd like to say I wasn't booing him every possession. It was when he was going for goal, like everybody boos every other player in the competition. Nothing in it at all. 
Um, and I moved on pretty quick. I don't know about him, though. <laughs> well, yeah. do you think that he, we should have just dobbed him into um, child service or child protection or DHS? Because any, any half-wit who has their child in North Melbourne stuff, that's not the, you know, the child protection sort of stuff, but if you paint your fucking child face <laughs> with Sydney Swans or an opposition staff and an opposition what jumper or whatever else, surely that's grounds for getting DHS involved. Seriously? That guy needs his head red. What the fuck? <laughs> Did you not consider that like, emergency talk. hotline? Fucking I would have. It's Sydney for fuck's sake. Yeah, it wasn't right. Man, we're fucked if he posts on our board. <laughs> it's Argent. <laughs> oh shit. Nah, that's probably too far. Um, Nate, did you watch the match? Yeah, I did. Then I fell asleep. So um, that's how riveting it was. Um, <laughs> really you say that, I actually said to um, K4E, it's a congested game, but I, I actually thought it was quite an enjoyable game. I don't know if it was because I was quite buzzed or yeah, not, but I, I, I enjoyed it. Look, um, I, I liked it, but I also liked some of the the stuff coming from Brad Scott, and it was it was pretty good to see some moves apart from the status quo, and that was, that was great. Uh, I wasn't. I would actually say that there's not too many players. Probably there's probably zero players this week that I could say that I was unimpressed with. So um, I, I don't know what it was like from an at the ground perspective as opposed to being on the TV. And I have said to Quiv to you a few times about when I've watched been at the game and then gone home and watched it later, how different it can seem, and you'll vote according to whatever you see. And have said in the past that where I voted post, say, the Western Bulldogs game, our loss, uh, about a month ago, and then when I saw the game on TV, how much, how different I would have voted. Um, on, I'd be interested to hear your votes compared to what mine would have been, but also if there's any players that you would have said were just out and out, oh, not so much shit, but just really underperforming, or you might have thought, gee, that was really a little bit subpar from them. But for me, I, I, I don't think I could see anyone that was... Um, in the below average mark, but that might have just been because, you know, watching it on TV and only watching three quarters of the game. Um, is there anything that you guys saw that made you think, oh, that's, that's pretty piss poor or that play should be dropped or, um, or anything like that? Was there anyone that really sort of was, you know, less than a five out of ten? Um, not for me now. I, I watched, obviously, I was at the game, and then I went and watched the game when I got home, and I watched the first three quarters and then got bored, and then fast forward to Atlee's goal, um, which is amazing. Was that was amazing. <laughs> so, and yeah, pretty much as soon as it happened, I forgot everything else for the rest of the night. I was, I was stoked. That's all I needed. Um, but yeah, honestly, look, uh, me and K4E were shocked when we saw Kane Turner was subbed out. We thought, or at least I thought he was playing really well, and then you get home and you see his stats, and you understand why. But um, I, I wouldn't make any drastic changes to that team. I thought everyone did their role, um, just really well. Um, unfortunately, though, one of them had to come out because Tarrant had to come back in, and that happened to be Elmac, which after getting his first goal and playing a solid game is a bit stiff, but that's the way the cookie grumbles, I guess. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Like these little things you pick up watching it at the ground and watching it on TV. Like the little things you pick up on the ground a little bit more. Like um, 
No, like Taylor Garner, like he's an absolute, and Sean Atley. Sean Atley's so big in person. Like <laughs> me and Quiff got, we're talking about his calf muscles for some strange reason on the weekend. They're oh, gorgeous. Yeah. He's an absolute unit. Like you don't, you think he's a skinny little kid that can hold his own kind of thing, but no, he's he's an absolute buff moving thing. Um, and just like the tackling pressure and the you know how much pressure each player is under, you just sometimes you can't appreciate how much pressure these players are under. Um, it's going to be. Yeah, go on. So just quickly, but also um, it's it's interesting you mention that because I know I have noticed that in the, in the last couple of years that Atley has just grown in size across the shoulders and even across the hips. Not saying he's you know he's fat, but he it is just genuine bulk. But he he keeps his speed, which is immense considering the weight that he's put on, and he's he's still able to keep the speed, which a lot of players, most players, struggle to do. Um, who just off the top of your head, who are your best players? From that game, well, obviously, obviously, you'd be voting different from what you'd see on TV, but from um, the ground, just I put Cunnington first, so three yeah. votes. Um, Wait, two votes. J Mac, one vote. Ooh, you're going to get some hate mail this week, and it's not going to be from me. Um, Quiv, did you like even just a handful of players that you can sort of rattle off and say, uh, you know, easily top four, five, three, whatever? Uh, it's a hard one. Um, That's right, it is hard. Yeah, I've, I thought everyone, as I said before, I think everyone played really well. Um, obviously, Cunnington's almost always a standout. Uh, even Swallow, who I've, I rate pretty harshly, or, or don't rate at all, I should say. Um, Wait, obviously, this guy's made for finals. He could very well be the difference. Uh, Higgins, again, just been a star. Almac played one of his best games, if not his best game for the club, and definitely, obviously, his best game this year. Garner just did his role. It's hard to really fault anybody. Um, but that'd probably be my top four or five there and those names just mentioned. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, hearing your votes, the both of your votes, it's sort of hard for me because I, I mean, I didn't vote in that thread, but I thought, oh, well, all week I've been thinking, you know, Cunnington, Wake, J Mac. Um, then again, I've just told K4E he's going to get some hate mail. I'm probably going to get some hate well, mail. I, I voted because I was watching, I put a particular yeah. focus on watching J Mac and yep. he, he bossed everyone around. Like, he, he was, a, he voiced his concerns a lot more than Swallow did. He's a future captain, do you think? Oh, fucking yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you've just answered my question. Um, so that probably leads into a couple of trade things, but we might touch that later. We'll move on to the preview then. Yeah. So we can right. get straight into that. All right. Um, so obviously this goes without saying. This is a very important game. It is the game. Almost the game. Um, <clears throat> uh, where to start? Where to start? Nick right, Del Santo so, playing his 300th game would be a great start. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even write that down. So congrats to Nick Del Santo for playing 300 games with North Melbourne. I don't remember that other mob he played with. No, uh, 300 at North, of course. Yeah. He would have midgets or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but um, this should be a, a, a cracker of a game. I think uh, we line up uh, really well with West Coast. I don't think it's going to be the blowout everybody's expecting. Um Again, with last week, I think this game is going to be one 
in the midfield, uh, particularly our midfield, being able to defend against their fast-running, slick-ball-moving midfield. Um, they rely on them quick-ball movement like we did in 2013. They just happen to be able to generate a bazillion inside 50s in a game. And with the likes of Kennedy down there and on those Darling playing, I don't even know if he's playing. Yes, he's playing. Yep. Kennedy, so Darling, <clears throat> Lacroix, you know, they're all down there and they can get on top of us pretty easily. So it's Tarrant's a big in to be back. He's going to be a very key player. Um, Nick Natnui versus Goldstein's going to be huge. I think. Nitinak Nui will get on top of Goldstein just for the centre bounces, just because of the running leap he'll be able to get. But then around the ground, Todd Goldstein will be able to win it back. As long as our, our midfielders can read the ball off Nitinak's palm, we should be okay. I think if we can manage to break even with the midfield, uh, the game can be ours. Um, I think Ben Brown needs to be our focus this week. He's a strong mark, he, and he kicks straight, which unfortunately Drew Petrie can't do. I think, I don't know how many shots Drew's missed in the last couple of weeks, but he's missed some pretty important shots. We've been lucky to get over the line, I think. Mm. Uh, so I'd, kind of, I'd like to see Drew Petrie play more of a decoy, leading out to the pockets and letting Ben Brown be the main target. Obviously, Waite will just do what Waite does. He's, he's a finals master. So he's, he's missed, yeah, he's missed a September. He's missed the potential. There's a reason why I got him. <laughs> yes, that's it. For those names alone. alone yeah. <laughs> I think, um, I think Lindsay Thomas has to play a full game this week. He's, I mean, sure, he's come on as the sub the last two weeks and kicked a goal almost instantly, but he's done nothing else for the rest of the quarter. Uh, I think we've got to roll the dice with him and get him in the game early on because we know when he's on, he's on and he'll be, uh, Kicking goals, which I think leaves the only option, in my opinion, is for Kane Turner to be the sub, unfortunately. Um, mm. But I don't really see anyone else in our team that can do that role other than Lindsay Thomas, but I don't see him doing it again. Um, I think Jacobs needs to sit on Shuey uh, the whole game. Uh, Shuey's a big part of the Eagles' ball movement. Um, if we can take him out of that link, that takes a big, big, uh, big dent out of the chain. So if we can get Jacobs to sign him, like on Cochin, like on Hanabry last week, just limit him as, as much as he can, that would be a big help to getting us over the line. Uh, Garner needs to sit himself on Hearn, like he did with... Who did he play last week, sorry? Um, mind blank. Who'd Garner sit on last week, guys? Um, uh, Turner Kane sat on Bre- um, Shaw. Garner sat on... Who did he sit on? I think Nick Smith picked him up most of the time. Okay. He picked right, 16 touches up on him, which is a pretty good achievement. Yeah, well, either way, I think Garner needs to follow Hearn around. If he can play a defensive role on Hearn, stop him getting his long kick and his run, that'll be another good good effort for us. And Givo needs to chase Gaff around. He did a... Givo Played a really good role last week, and we need to get him to do that same thing again. Uh, yeah, I think that's all I've got, really. I've got a few stats. Um, 
You didn't say Gibbo to who? Gaff, did you? Gaff, yeah. So, and then going back to the question I had from Jay-Z from our own board, and which you said you would all um, touch on during the preview or preview review, is um, so my question of J-Mac, sorry, not J-Mac, Jacobs to uh, Prittis and Shuey, do you still reckon um, Shuey or Prittis or are you still going the same thing? Prittis and Jacobs. Yeah, sorry, I'm talking about Ben Jacobs. Sorry, yeah. I don't even know what I just said before. <laughs> You're right, mate. Um, I was just adding pants, Kyle, to the conversation. You there, mate? I am. Good to have you. Thank you for uh, having me on this esteemed podcast. I hear it's one of the top 16 on Big Footy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for coming, Pants Carl. It was lovely to have you on. <laughs> See you later, guys. Thanks. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, we're just talking matchups for the weekend. Um, so we'll just get your impressions on what you think, how the match is going to play out. Um, look, I don't, I really don't understand the odds for this game. Uh, you know, I think Norfolk creeping towards about five bucks to win which I don't understand too much about because it's a prelim final. I mean, you, shit sides don't make the prelim. And I think history would suggest that North Melbourne actually match up pretty well against West Coast. So I actually think we're in for a, a very, very close game of football. Mm. Um, just from the match-up, so who do you think will... Um, would there be any tagging from your side or will you just try and go head-to-head? I don't think we sort of tag too much. I think uh, with Scott Selwood being the one of the outs, uh, he, he's probably one of our best taggers. I mean, Hutchings as well. But I don't think so. I reckon we're just going to go man-on-man football. So I'd be very, very surprised if we if we tag anyone in your team. I think it's just going to be pretty much, you know, you're on who you're on and just go for it. Okay. So about defensive matchup, so... You reckon McGovern will pick up Petrie or Schofield? Uh, probably Gov. Uh, I, I'm not too sure Scoey is uh, tall enough for Petrie. Um, so I think Gov, Gov, Yeah, I, even so, I think I think weight's probably got a bit too much on him as well. So uh, traditionally, what we kind of do in our defence is, you know, we'll play that loose man to come across and. Quite often, that's actually McGovern. So um, I think, I don't know, it's a bit hard to sort of suggest on who would play on who, but um, I think the last time we played against a side that had key forwards and that would have been Hawks when they beat us at Subi, it was really hard to match on, you know, match up on their forwards. Um, it was very much a, you've, you've got to become a loose man down a defence. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if, both White and uh, Petrie probably enjoy double teaming mm. for quite a, quite a bit of the game. So a team defence kind of thing? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, Quiv, Nate, you got any questions for him? Yeah, Quiv. Well, yeah, Quiv, you can go, seeing as you two know each other fucking like the best of bum buddies. DFF. <laughs> <laughs> Um, shit, no, I wasn't prepared for any questions. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, who should we tag, do you think, Carl? Who is the person in your mob that we we need to stop? 
Obviously, I mean, a lot of people will probably think Prittis, but it's no point because he's too in and under. Um, I, I think traditionally, going back a couple of seasons, Gaff is the man that has copped the tag in the past. And, uh, you know, he, he's averaging over 30 touches a game, uh, obviously All-Australian. Um, I think if you could curb his influence a little bit, it would probably go a long way to winning the game of football. So I would not be surprised if Gaff copped someone. I just don't know if you've got, you'll know more than me, obviously, if you've got a gut runner who can run all game, that could actually do that. That's where Sam Gibson comes on. Sam Gibson. So he's the man for you? Yes. You can't kick the football, but he can run all day. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you probably have to do that. Now, you mentioned All-Australian, and I'm glad you did there, uh, Mr. Pants Cole. What are your thoughts on the All-Australian selection this year, in particular the the Ruck division? You won't... Look, mate. Quick, you get. You won't. You won't find a single Eagles. Actually, no. I'll scratch that because there's a, every supporter base has Sue's Olsons. So you won't, <laughs> you won't find a single smart Eagles supporter that would argue that uh, Goldstein didn't deserve the ruck spot. I think the argument comes on whether or not the All Australian team should have had a second ruck. And that's where I think Nui should have been played. I, I had this, uh, you know, the discussion is that they chose an all-Australian side that is ready to go play football tomorrow. Well, I'm sorry, but that all-Australian side doesn't actually even have a another tool that is capable of alleviating Goldstein when the ball drops forward or something like that. So, yeah, I, it's a bit of a surprising... It's not even the only one. How did Riola get in or how did... Um, you know, Tigers guy, Delidio, get in. Um, it's a couple of odd ones. But look, I mean, Goldstein, is he, he's a phenom, basically, this season. He deserves all the kudos he gets. So you won't, you, you won't hear an Eagles fan diss that decision. I think it's more based on why was there not a second ruck. Hmm. Um, uh, much better answer than I expected. Well done. Well, it's the so same fucking shit I've been saying on the board, mate. <laughs> I'm not suddenly going to come in here and just, you know, try and G you up a little bit. <laughs> oh, um, so in terms of uh, forward matchups, we're thinking Tarrant probably goes to Kennedy and Thompson goes to Darling. Would you have something similar? I'd, I'd swap them. Swap them? Yeah, well, I think Darling's form at the moment isn't spectacular. Um, uh, it's funny with the Eagles because we've got so many good forward players that can kick goals. You know, Lacroix, Cripps, Hill as well. Um, Darling's... It's funny. Yeah, Darling, when, when Kennedy's sort of flying, they don't seem to fly together. And Kennedy's flying at the moment, so you, you put your best defender on Kennedy every day of the week. Yeah. Thompson. I hope Brad Scott, by the way, I hope, I hope Brad Scott doesn't listen to this podcast because I'm giving away too many secrets. <laughs> oh, you got sure Northman coaching, coaching you at the moment, so you know all <laughs> the secrets. Mate, can I tell you, we absolutely love Simo. I love him personally. He doesn't love Simo. And Simo loves North. Just keep that in mind when um when he throws the game. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not too. I'm not too sure how much influence a coach would have in throwing a game of football there, Quiv. Oh no, it's <laughs> Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag AFL Integrity Unit. But anyway, 
Um, just quickly, so we were talking before you came on about sort of matchups, and one that I was about to sort of jump on was um, Ben Jacobs. Does he take on a Prittis or a Shuey, in your opinion? Shuey. Yeah, it'd be stupid. As I said, it's it's very, very stupid to try and go one-on-one with Prittis because he's too in and under. Um, the damaging players, you know, Shuey can have 20, 25 touches and be the more damaging player than Prittis racking up 30 or 40. So, yeah, it'd be silly to, silly to um, play that close on Prittis. Any other questions, guys? I'm all right. I'm good. Mm-hmm. How's your daughter, Chris? What the fuck? This just got weird. Podcast, I mean. it's, a leg- it's a legitimate question. We're, we're bugged. I'm just asking if it's going. I'm just got a lot of great questions Thanks for, for asking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Better finish on that weird note. Um, thanks for <laughs> jumping on for 10 minutes. <laughs> no problem, guys. Um, thanks, Quiv and Nate, as always. Yep, cheers, mate. No worries. <laughs> oh, is that the end of it? <laughs> Please tune in next week. It's not going to be bad. And have a good night and day, etc. And thanks et for listening. Go Eagles. <laughs> Go North.